Okay, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sunday Punch Podcast. We uh, Let's get into it. Let's get right into it, into the intro song. We're going to talk Will Smith. We're going to talk NBA. And then we're going to talk a little bit of... I want to talk Elite Eight Losers as well, because we didn't get to talk about uh, Gonzaga. And then we'll do our click it. To we didn't even me. make it to Elite Eight. <laughs> I, I mean... I, <laughs> I mean, I want to do our Elite Eight, and then I also want to talk Gonzaga, my bad, um, because we didn't get to talk about it. And then we're going to do a click it to pick it for um, the final four, but you know what time it is. Friday night, I'm thinking that we just might fly away to someplace they don't know who we are. Now I'm riding shotgun in your car. We drive through the city like explorers going 65. Flowing hair flying across your face. We left on Friday, now it's Saturday. Press jeans buttoned up, jeans iron slipping up. Red shoes walking slow, headphones blaring three stacks. Sunglasses flaring out, thick watch hanging low. Studded belt pulled taut, three stacks on the radio. Friday night, I'm thinking that we just might run away to some place we we can be who we are we can be who we are we can be who we are um okay thanks for joining me guys tonight um I'm sorry about that, Gonzaga. I, I preemptively put Gonzaga in the Elite Eight, and I am sorry about that, Charlie. Um, I drink I drink a lot, so I didn't realize that they didn't make it to, to that. I don't even want to play it off. I didn't even realize that they didn't make it there. And the streak continues for Gonzaga of zero championships. But 27-something. Wait a second. Let's not jump ahead. I want to get straight into it. The moment that's been been sweeping the nation, okay? I watched it live. Monty watched it live. You watched the Twitter videos, but let's go ahead and watch the unedited Will Smith. You know who's got the hardest job tonight? Javier Bardem and his wife are both nominated. Now, if she loses, he can't win! Will Smith wins, like, please, Lord. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it, all right? (laughs) (laughs) It's, that was a, that was a nice one, okay. I'm out here, Uh uh-oh, Richard. (laughs) Oh, wow, wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Get my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I can, oh, okay. That was a... Greatest night in the history of television. Okay. Okay. 
so much to break down. I'm going so, to. So much to break down. Okay. Okay. First and foremost, Monty, when you first saw it, did you, like me, just think, oh, this is a bit? Yeah, I thought it was fake. Like, I thought, okay, yeah, they're just doing this for views and to get people talking about it. And I was watching it with my sister. where We were both agreeing, yeah, this is fake. And then we both went on Twitter and just kept on refreshing to see if, like, Twitter knew what was up. And the whole time we thought it was fake until I think probably until Will Smith's speech. And then we're like, oh, shoot. Okay, you thought it was fake that long? No, I knew it was real as soon as they – went silent and took the video away you don't yeah. do that in live tv unless it's something you do oh, they're on a five second delay in tv yeah. you don't do that unless it's something that th- no one had planned for and yeah. that's when i knew i was like oh shit and and then you didn't get to see him say what he just said yeah. you know keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth but that's when I went to Twitter, and then you could see that on yeah. the Australian and Japanese feeds. And that's when I was like, before we break down the like the part by part, that was the most insane thing I've ever seen in television <laughs> history. And I have thought about it for the last couple of days, and I stand by that. It happened the yesterday, only- <laughs> last night. It didn't happen last night. It happened two nights ago. Two nights ago. Uh, Two nights ago. Yeah. You are tripping, dude. Stop (laughs) eating those gummies. Sunny size across the street. All right. So, look. (laughs) The only other thing I could bring it back to sports that was more insane was uh, Ron Artest running into the (laughs) stands and beating the shit out of people. And then a complete melee uh, in Detroit or, or I think it was in Detroit, or was that Indiana? Yeah, Malice in the Palace. Yeah, yeah, Malice in the Palace. That's the only thing I can think of that was more surreal than than what happened last night. And even then, it's like, oh, those are professional athletes fighting regular people. <laughs> it's not two A-list celebrities literally acting like they're in eighth grade. Well, no, not Chris Rock. Not Chris Rock. Will Smith acting like he's yeah. eighth grade. And do you think at any point... Okay, so let's break this down. First and foremost, I think Chris Rock is riffing. Because those jokes don't even... Aren't that funny, first, first and foremost. The first thing he does, and I like that the clip shows this, he doesn't even remember Penelope Cruz's name for Javier... The, for the Bardem joke. He's like, oh, and his wife... <laughs> So that's when I was like, oh, this guy's riffing because he didn't remember Penelope Cruz's name. And that joke is even lame because it's like, oh, you know, husbands can't do it when the wife don't do it. And then he goes into the G.I. Jane joke, which from what I've read in the past day, he did not know that she had the medical condition. And even if he did, it's a tame joke to me. And not funny. <laughs> so that's another thing where I was like, oh, he's riffing again. And then Will Smith laughs. You see him laughing on camera. Then he sees Jada doing the eye roll. That's when he goes up. And I think it was just the straw that broke the camel's back here. 
Will Smith's been through a tough couple years. Let's let's just give him that. <laughs> he walks up. I want to get your opinion on this. At what point did he know he was going to slap him? Because that's a long walk up, up to Chris Rock. And, and by the way, if it was me, I think I would have changed my mind halfway through. Like, if I, if I chose slap, I think by halfway the halfway point, I would have been like, I'm just going to fake punch him. I mean, he, he clearly was, was very <laughs> upset for... I don't even know, like, I mean, like you said, it, it, he didn't seem appear, or he didn't appear upset until after he saw Jada's reaction, but yeah, I think he just committed. I think he went up there and probably just didn't know what he was going to do as he was going up there, and he was just like, slap the shit. <laughs> okay, so you think he started walking with no plan? No, I mean, I I think he was pissed, but I don't think he had, like, committed to the, the slap as he was going up, and he was just i don't even know and and here's my next question if you're gonna slap you might as well punch (laughs) you might as well slug him i mean that's fair i i think like he made that decision right when he looked at jada and she like looked mad and you like you said it, it was a long walk but i think he was preparing for it but i'm with you like why as a man are you gonna slap someone like Punch like at least if you're gonna do a punch, I'm like don't smack someone, like smacking. I guess it's more disrespectful to slap. No, I don't want to. Shannon say Sharp had feminine, this take on like, Shannon got- Sharp. Shannon Sharp had this take on um on first take. He said it's the most disrespectful thing to slap someone because um it's like a pimp slap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. I don't think Chris Rock deserved it. He's just, he's a comedian. He's just on the stage telling jokes. But uh, I think we can all agree. Yeah. There's no <laughs> place for that. I mean, I mean, zero. Pl- I mean, th- I was thinking about it more today. It's the most insane reaction to have. Yeah. Have you ever gotten to that point? Have you ever gotten to that point? No, and I'm, it probably goes to show Will Smith might be going through a lot <laughs> to where he finally breaks and do a live show, like one of the most viewed events of the like year. And that's why I initially thought it was fake because I was like, how was Will Smith, who's about to win an Oscar, because that's why everyone was – they said he's going to get his first one. How is he going to act out of line on like one of his biggest days? So that's why I was like, okay, this must be fake. They must be just doing this for more views. But... It'd be like if Bradley – let's put it another – I want to put it in a white term. <laughs> It'd be like if Bradley Cooper slapped <laughs> the fuck out of Will Ferrell. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings me to my next point. Do you think um... – okay, well, actually, let's take it from the other angle because there are people that are like – good for him defending his woman right but even then to me it's like just take him like this is what and and let's get to our individual reactions and i want to do it both ways i want to be will smith and i want to be chris rock okay will smith first if i'm will smith right i would have and i was angry 
I would have waited and I would have, or I would have done one of two things. I would have waited and gone up to him after and said, that was out of line. You're going to fucking apologize right now. You're lucky I didn't slap you (laughs) on camera. Or I would have walked up like Will, right? And just literally taken him and said, right now, look, she has a, a, a condition. Apologize right now. And then walk away. And then whatever Chris Rock did is up to him. Because that would make him look like a piece of shit either way. And it's like, I feel like if he just. Yeah, this is a... Okay, wait a second. This is a, this is a good point, too. We have a comment here. Why didn't security escort Will away allowed to assault people <laughs> without consequences? Okay, we'll get to how she's humiliated Will as well. And I think that was the, the thing that broke the, the camel's back here. But um, <laughs> I'll tell you why they didn't escort him away. Because they knew he was going to win the award later. <laughs> and and here's the thing. Would he have been taken out if he if they knew that he wasn't going to win the award? Do you think he would have just been, they'd been like, take Will Smith out? No, that's a good point. I mean, obviously they knew he was going to win. He was sitting front and center. He was right in that couch yeah. right in front of the stage. But this is – the whole time I thought it was fake, so I'm t- rolling with that. Like maybe producers, no, no, like no one knew if he was actually being serious, if he was like doing this for like a stunt. But had they known like Will Smith was going crazy – they should have taken him out. That's security's job. You can't just have people walk up on stage and smack people across the head and then walk <laughs> off. <laughs> All right, what would you have done if you were Will Smith? Uh, I would have done. I would have waited for the commercial break, and I mean, he oh, got up yes, after the commercial break, and I think like people were talking to him and trying to calm him down. But you could have pressed Chris Rock at the commercial break and made a scene there, but not on live TV where in a way you embarrassed yourself even more. Okay. Let's go from the other perspective. What would you, I I would like, everyone's talking tough. Everyone's talking like they're fucking Chuck Norris, right? I can't say I would have done anything differently than Chris Rock because it was so shocking (laughs) that you don't know what to do. I I I don't want to be tough guy here. I think I would have reacted the same way, and I probably wouldn't have had as much grace. I probably would have been like completely <laughs> frazzled and not even remembered my next line and been like, "Yo, can I sit down? Like, I think I need to process this." I mean, you can't fight back in that instance. You can't do anything. I mean, you can't even like because I've seen it. comments, Charlie. People are like I would have beat Chris at, or um, I would have beat Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> no one wouldn't have i mean like i just would have looked so bad i mean these and these people commenting aren't these prestigious a-list celebrities right have right. this reputation and these people that are commenting that are probably people sitting on their couch <laughs> drinking a coke and i don't know it's like drinking a coke <laughs> sorry our theme today from jim work. bailey <laughs> um okay wait a second though because to your point, that's not an A-lister. You really think The Rock just accepts a slap to the face? Well, I don't think he does it to The Rock. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> okay. Because I'm on the opposite side of that. I think if he Will did it Smith... to The Rock, he'd break his hand when he did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's made of rock. Um, I think 
Speaking of rock. Will Smith was in such a state of mind that I don't think, and this is where I probably differ from you. I don't think it matters who the, who the presenter is. I think he, this has been building for years and it was just the straw that broke the camel's back. And I think even if the rock was up there, I think he would have done the exact same thing. I don't think so. Okay, in I'm that sure- hypothetical, does the rock? But will you at least go with me on this, Charlie? In that hypothetical, does the rock accept a slap to the face like Chris Rock? Wow, look what we just did there. <laughs> I don't think he even allows him. I think he sees it coming. <laughs> just <laughs> grabs his hand. Yeah, he just palms yeah. his head like a yeah. baseball. Well, I certainly don't think the rock is gonna beat his ass on live television if that's what you mean, because he would kill him. <laughs> but what if Mike Tyson was the host? Well, Mike Tyson wouldn't be able to get a fucking speech out if he was there. <laughs> what if Mike Tyson was the presenter? If if someone was high in the producer room and they're like, "What if we get Mike Tyson to present?" <laughs> and what if we tell him to do this GI Joe GI Jane joke? <laughs> You're intentionally trying to get someone to fight Mike Tyson in the middle. And here's the real question: If Mike Tyson swung on Will Smith, even at his own, even at this late age, does Mike Tyson murder like one punch to Will Smith? I know that Will Smith has the Ali training, but does Mike Tyson murder Will Smith with one punch still? Yeah, coma at least. <laughs> All right, one more. Well, a couple more things before we close out on this segment. We talked Rock. We talked Mike Tyson. Does he do this to Ricky Gervais? Because remember, Ricky Gervais had some pretty brutal uh, roasts when he was uh, hosting the uh, Golden Globes. You think he? You think he slaps Ricky Gervais? Part of me thinks that there is some history between the two of them, and I think that may have had an impact on his reaction. Chris Rock and well, yeah, back in 2016, that was when Oscars are so hashtag Oscars are so white, and then Will Smith boycotted because he didn't make it for concussion. Tell the truth, and then Chris Rock said, "Oh," and then Jada boycotted. It's like me being boycotted from Rihanna's panties. <laughs> No, I wasn't invited. And then he said, look, I get why she's angry. You know, he wasn't nominated and that's not fair, but it's also not fair that he was paid $20 million for wild, wild west. And that was the joke then to me, still not enough to really, uh, to, to me, those jokes are tame too. Yeah. I, I just, th- I'm, I think Will Smith has like, something going on in his head because mm-hmm. no way you should spaz like that and like you said when he smacked ricky gervais depending on what day will smith was feeling <laughs> if he was on a high or a low he would smack anyone okay let's get a little d- d- deeper here and i want to go two sides one is uh an explanation for will smith one is will smith's a weirdo <laughs> um let's go on the left side here in his book will smith mentions that one of his biggest regret points is when his dad, I guess, was abusive, punched his mom, and he didn't do anything when he was like 10. 
So maybe that had some sort of like underlying effect where he's like, I got to protect Jada, blah, blah, blah. I didn't act when I was 10 and now I'm 52. (laughs) Another side of this. Will Smith also in the same book said that he wanted to have a harem of 20 women do psychedelic drugs and travel the country. So you, you take it for what what it is. Okay, Will Smith's probably a weirdo and also like had some emotional uh, problems back when he was 10. Also, his wife uh, openly cheated on him and then had an interview with him on, on fucking national TV about I had an entanglement. It's like... Who does that? And and Will Smith's sitting there like with teary eyes, and it's like, yeah, Will Smith has been made fun of for like two straight years now. So I can see it both ways, uh, but I will let's let's lay the foundation here. You can't slap <laughs> someone on national TV. You can't do it. That's you know who does that, and a little, we'll end it on this. You know who does that. A drunk frat boy at a fucking party. And you don't want to be that. All right. Moving on. National televised. By the way, the winner. There's no winners in this except, of course, Denzel Washington, who's (laughs) apparently the winner in all scenarios. Because then he gets the fucking quote of the night in the acceptance speech of, you know, Denzel told me at your highest moment, be careful. That's when the devil comes for you. Oh, okay. Denzel is a fucking shaman wizard. Um, I would like to update. Will Smith did apologize on his Instagram, and he said, and I'm going to read the exact quote, and then we'll move on. Jokes at my expense are part of the job, but a joke about Jada's medical condition was too much for me to bear. I reacted emotionally. I'd like to public publicly apologize to you, Chris. I was out of line. I was wrong. I am embarrassed. And my actions were not indicative of the man I want to be. There is no place for violence. You think there he you go. wrote that or his PR team wrote that? No, his PR wrote it. <laughs> King <Richard>. Obviously. Uh, <laughs> King Richard. By the way, affects me nothing, by the way. N- n- I, if he comes out with another movie, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> if he's like, I'm going to write another getting jiggy with it, I'm going to listen to it. I thought the best part was how I probably I think he's a weirdo, but I also (laughs) listened to all of Michael Jackson's songs over and over again. (laughs) The biggest weirdo of all time. Uh, R. Kelly. I'll listen to it. Uh, Remix to Ignition is a good song. R. Kelly. Shut it. (laughs) If Remix to Ignition comes on, I am listening to Remix to Ignition. I'm going to think it's a good song. I don't care that he peed on women. Okay. I don't want to hang out with the kids, guy. Bro. I'm not going to hang out. Oh, see, this is the funny thing with this. You didn't react to Michael Jackson, who was also children, because his famous level is at such a point that you're like, sure, <laughs> well, he made eight-year-old spread his butt cheeks. But, you know, he also did rock with you. <laughs> it's also a way better artist than R. Kelly. <laughs> but but the crimes are the same well i knew i knew the michael jackson was coming and just knowing you i knew it was coming with r kelly that that caught me off guard what wait so you're telling me if remix to ignition comes on at a wedding 
you're like, that's it. I'm sitting down and I'm eating cake. I mean, I used to like the song and then I just, just, I'm just found out he was like a pedophile. Wedding. Hey, <laughs> buddy, uh, because you, you want to know why? Because I was at a wedding in Seattle with uh, Anna Danielle, full of grace, F-O-G. And uh, may she rest in peace. <laughs> and um, that song came on at the wedding. And 10 people sat on the ground in <laughs> protest. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was like, let me get a tutu. Let me get a pee-pee. All right, moving on. Why they sit on the ground? Because R. Kelly could see them from the heavens or something. I don't know. I was like, you realize R. Kelly is not actually here, right? It's just the DJ who's playing this song. <laughs> you know, they didn't have a bus to sit on, Charlie. So, I mean, you know, they didn't have the sit-in at a restaurant. They only had the dance floor, and that was their moment in time. All right, moving on. Let's get some NBA under our belts. We're at the 25-minute mark. <sighs> Big news. Robert Williams, Time Lord, Charlie's favorite player, he tore his meniscus and is out several weeks, probably out for the rest of the playoffs. Therefore, putting my, I believe I put it at a 25% chance for Boston Celtics to get to the NBA Finals. I put that now at a 5% chance. And let me tell you one thing. I don't know what to make of the East anymore. I'm sorry. I need to drink more wine. Um, so you have the Celtics, right? Looking on a tear, I was actually, when I was writing these notes before the injury, I was like, I'm going to make a wild proclamation on the Celtics. Not going to happen anymore. Milwaukee. So they look unbeatable some games. Then they get their ass beat by 20 to Memphis. Brooklyn. Some nights looks like they're the shit. But then you're like, wait a second. No, wait a second. Kyrie and Kevin Durant have to be on every night. And to me... Ben Simmons is the key to the team and could push them into just championship, like guaranteed championship if Ben Simmons is on the team. But he got an epidural. I don't, he's not faking it. No, he did. He did. I just thought it was funny. I, what? <laughs> it's not, don't be sexist, dude. Guys <laughs> and girls can get epidurals. I'm not being sexist. I thought you were like, yeah, like they'd win the championship, but he got an epidural. So. <laughs> well, that proves that it's not fake anymore, right? Like he's got a major back issue, right? Damn, the Sixers just lost to the Bucks. Philly just lost to the Bucks. <laughs> we all know about Philly's stagnation and how I hate their play of basketball. Don't get me started on the Bulls. They lost to the Knicks last night, and now I am fully on board with your assessment. Vooch it sucks. <laughs> DeMar DeRozan turned into, like, Kobe Bryant uh, when Kobe Bryant was on that shitty Lakers team and was just taking all the shots. Like, last night I was watching that Knicks game, and he did not want to pass it. 
then you get it to Zach Levine and he's thinking if I don't, if, if I pass it, I'm never getting the ball back. So there's a lot of solo ball going on there. And then you got the heat who again, another Milwaukee team where you think some nights you're like, wow, they remember we're at the office, Charlie. We're like, damn, the heat are good. Then they have a Will Smith moment on the sidelines with Adonis Haslam and Jimmy Butler and then, and then you really watch them play, and you're like, wait a second. The only motherfucker who can score on this team in the fourth quarter is Tyler Hero, and now I don't feel confident at all. So to me, the East is in shambles, and I'm actually leaning towards Monty's take. Wow, Philly actually had a chance, even though they play the most like one-sided offensive game that I've ever seen. I don't know what's going on in the East. Can somebody clear it up for me? Money, you can take it. Um, I think that's perfectly said. Like, it's just a big log jam and a bunch of good teams, no great team running away with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like you said, the Bulls, they started off strong, and now they've really fallen off. The Celtics, oh, I think God, the Celtics – the last like three months have been going crazy and had Robert Williams not gotten hurt, they would have probably finished the year as the one seed. I mean, they still might. Their team is still really good. Um, the Heat, they're trying to fight can each I, other. Can I stop you there, though? Dude, I, I wrote it down somewhere. Wait a second. Robert Williams, I w- do not just push that off. Oh, here we go. Don't just push that off as – Oh, they're still a very good team. That's a huge loss. He's number one amongst 169 players in the league who have defended 500-plus shots as the closest defender. He's held shooters under 40% shooting. He's only 6'9". He plays like he's 7'2". That's a huge loss for the Celtics. It is a big loss, but I think they have Horford and Tice. So, yeah, losing Williams hurts, but they still have two centers who can come in. And they're obviously not going to put up his numbers. You're joking, right? No, they're not going to put up his numbers. But it's not. You just said Horford and Tice. But it's not like they're going for like like they're losing Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. They're yeah, you're not losing. No, you're just losing a a candidate for Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, their guards on the perimeter are really good at defense, and Tice and Horford, like they're not going to put up Williams' defensive numbers, but they're going to give you above average numbers it's not like they're losing a top player and then the drop off is super super drastic where it's like oh shoot now we're screwed so i still think they'll i think they'll finish with the one seed the way that they're moving and the way that tatum and brown are playing because yeah williams horford and smart can all play well but if tatum and brown don't play well then they're not gonna do anything but if they're playing nasty and each dropping like 25 plus where where's your percentage then? What was the what were you at, and then where'd you go after the Robert Williams injury, the Time Lord injury? I mean, I percentage of them winning the East, or yeah, I mean they're the hottest team. That's what you need to get to do to to run through a playoff. Well, I, I don't think to be the hottest team. Like they'll finish number one, but out of the East, I, I know it's a regular season, so I don't really care. But for the postseason, I still think. It's Philly, Brooklyn, or Milwaukee. What's the what's the playoff uh, shaping up? Can someone look it up? I don't have it in front of me. 
it's all so I know close. it's like so close to tell. Yeah, all the first five seeds are within like two games, basically. And yeah. Philly, this and let's get into uh, just, just real quick. You, do you still have Joel Embiid as the MVP? As he should be. They keep on saying people keep on saying Jokic. I mean, the Nuggets. Have you looked at the analytics? Have you looked at the actual basketball game? And watched him and been like, yes, okay, this guy's a better player. He's more valuable than apparently, according to the defensive efficiency, Jokic is better defensively than Embiid. That's what the numbers are saying, but it's more of a just like an eye test and just saying, okay, this guy's clearly better than what this defense, the numerical MVP is putting up. The eye test shows Embiid is. By far, because right now, what was Denver like sixth, seventh in the rankings? But if they're in the if they're in the East, they'd be the same as Philly. Well, no, because they'd be playing the Eastern Conference teams. Oh come on! <laughs> don't do that. Let's just judge on records, dude. We don't need to get down that granular. Getting granular, you're the one that's pulling up like some calculating like. <laughs> Defenses efficiency. Yeah. <laughs> now I will give you this: a lot of the shots that are attempted on Jokic aren't even attempted on Embiid because of pure uh, frightened players. Like they wouldn't even go there, right? They mm-hmm. wouldn't even try and and like challenge Embiid where they are Jokic. So I'll give you that on the defensive efficiency percentage. No, um, Embiid is the MVP. He, I mean, I think. It's happened. Why not Giannis? Why not Giannis? Yeah. Um, oh, just because he's been putting up MVP type numbers for three straight years and it's just kind of boring people now. But then that's the LeBron argument. Theoretically, LeBron could have won the MVP every year because he's putting up crazy numbers. And it's like, if any new person was putting up these numbers, then we'd run and jump to give them the MVP. Yeah, but he's so lame. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, dude. Yo, dude, you got to know the difference between a player and a player, okay? No, I mean, I... You see him post that? Yeah, I mean, I don't... Like, I don't care what he does off the court. He's he's cringy, but on the court. I I think the whole MVP... Like, blow a 22-point lead to the Pelicans, you mean? We're gonna get to the Western Conference. Don't get me started on LeBron, dude. Let's let's keep on the Eastern Conference. You still yeah. think the Celtics are number one? You yeah, still well, think for the, the regular Phil- Phil- You still think Philadelphia 76ers are gonna come out, right? Um. Yeah. I mean, I, like I don't. It may be biased, but all right as a philly fan who are you the most afraid of in the in the eastern brooklyn because if you're going against katie and Kyrie, right no one has an answer for them but their bench is so so thin although philly's benches but come playoff time katie's gonna be playing 40 something minutes so he doesn't need a bench he'll drop like 40 himself before the robert williams and you you're gonna think i'm crazy before the robert williams injury I thought I thought the Celtics could could beat the uh, the Nets, and, and pretty easily actually. I mean, the Celtics do line up well. I mean, Tatum and Brown, two tall, athletic wings, 
and they have the big men, they have guards. I just think, like, come playoff time, like, other than the Sixers, just it's hard to stop Kevin Durant and Kyrie. And you know they're going to take all the shots. Like, come, like, they're going to either KD or Kyrie shooting. No one else is going to shoot. And the only other shots they're going to get is if they drive and kick it out. But isn't it isn't it just like if you're the Celtics, right? Isn't it just like all right, give them seventy, Kyrie and and KD, give them seventy, you know, not each, give them seventy total, seventy each. Wow. Yeah. Um, oh, for the love of Saint Peter, um, give them give them seventy total. We'll, we'll stop everybody else. I mean, that's fair. I mean, that's probably how some teams are going to do it. We'll let. Kevin Durant and Kyrie get theirs, and as long as no other third player steps up and puts up numbers, then maybe they'll take their chances. But I feel like Katie and Kyrie are too good. They can get their 30-something and then also get their other players involved. All right, rank your top three Eastern teams, and then I want a final prediction before the playoffs on on who's going to to come out. I know that Charlie loves Milwaukee. Top three in no order. I, I, I Sixers. No, no, it's got to be order. It's got to be ordered. Um, damn. I will. Charlie, Brooklyn. you go. Milwaukee won. All right, now go. Uh, Brooklyn and then Philly. Wow. Yeah, I would go Brooklyn, Philly, Milwaukee. That's it, dude. You've lost your mind. I'm not you realize they Boston. make medication for your illness. No, no, because we don't have Boston in it. No, no, no. That he put Philly in front of Milwaukee. I mean, I'm not, I'm not scared of Milwaukee. I think I would rather like play Milwaukee than play Brooklyn because yeah. I don't want to go up against okay. Katie and Kyrie in the playoffs. They're not. They don't want to. They got suck Middleton though. I mean, I'm not scared of Chris Middleton. The only way I'm scared of the Bucks is if Giannis starts hitting some outside shots, which he can. But I take my chances that he's not. Like, I don't know, dude. I was watching um, because I'm a glutton for punishment. I was watching that Bulls Milwaukee matchup, dude. And this is what turned me on the MVP because I think it's Giannis now. Giannis has improved his game exponentially since last year. When I when he takes a jumper now, I'm confident. When he takes a free throw, I'm confident. Last yeah, he, year in the playoffs, you could not say that. And that's okay. This is going back to the last podcast that we had. I had my parents texting me too about this because they're the only people I know that listen to this, but. Giannis's improvement over the You don't know all the hotties that listen to this? <laughs> well, I've been I've been collecting them like Will Smith's harem. Go from Iran. Oh, dude, you should see your screenshots. All right, keep going. <laughs> Giannis's improvement over the past 3, 4, 5 years, it's been just better and better and better. And now he has the ring to back that up. I mean, he's, he's done it in the playoffs. Um, and I agree with you. I actually, I actually think Giannis is close. Okay. So I, I think Embiid is MVP. I think it's very close, but I think Giannis is closer than Jokic or more deserving at least. 
And you can look at all from the stuff. eye test. If you're just going to analytics, Jokic is the robot and cannot be beaten. But yes, I agree with you. Eye test to me, it's Giannis and Bead. I mean, Giannis just dropped. I love Jokic. Forty but, on I mean, the Sixers in Philly tonight, and they won. They were down. He dropped 40, 14, game-winning block. He had three blocks too. On who? Embiid. Ooh, yeah, they called it a defining play right there. They called it a goaltend and then uh, reversed the call on a review and ended the game. It was wow. a game, game tying shot, but um, yeah, he's. I, I've always, I've always liked Giannis. Um, I was happy when he won it last year, just because I hate Chris Paul. But um, I was happy when he won it last year. It's a win-win for me because LeBron wasn't in it. I think he's a very likable player, but it, just game-wise, he's. I agree with you. He looks way more fluid jump, shooting the ball this year than he did last year. And last year was a drastic improvement compared to the year before. Right. Which it's like, like what I said last podcast, I think he could easily end up as a top 10 player of all time. I'm, I'm starting to turn that way. And and I don't stop at 10. I would put him in top five, just like you said. I if think he keeps this podcast. trajectory. He's... Because his trajectory is, I mean, he... He's the Pat Mahomes from of the NBA. His pro- oh my god. <laughs> he loves his NFL Here we he go. Is. <laughs> he is. He and Cade Cunningham is the trailer. <laughs> that right, was so. a joke. <laughs> All right, look, look. He got exponentially, to me, exponentially better from last year to this year. Like last year, you didn't want him shooting. Yeah. Right, you want him driving the entire time. Then he was doing the whole free throw line thing of like, I'm gonna take 15 seconds. For someone to go from that mindset to me watching Milwaukee play Chicago, right, and then watching Giannis take a jumper and being like, "Fuck, an open jumper for Giannis." That's well, crazy. He's to gonna me. get that against that, that would be like, and let's. I'm not overstating this. That would be like Ben Simmons in two years taking a jumper and being like, that's going in. No. no seriously, yes, it would. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. No, no, there, there, there's a level to it because Giannis started at Ben Simmons' level. Can we agree on that? But Giannis would always shoot. Even though he couldn't shoot, he would always shoot. Yeah, He was right. never scared to like not shoot. Which is how you get better at shooting, and Ben Simmons is a bitch and won't shoot. <laughs> Bitch, you got me. Fucked. You can't get better right, at shooting without doing it in a game, which Giannis was. Yeah, he was breaking him for years, but look at him now. It's it's crazy how good Giannis has become. I mean, you can make the argument, including this year, that he is the MVP four years in a row. He deserved it last year too. Jokic, I know. Jokic just had. I mean, Jokic obviously yes. Well, he Jokic is a robot. He's a basketball robot. Okay. He's it's and... statistic walking advanced stat and we don't really know Jokic's true potential yet that's the crazy thing you think he's getting what is he gonna do better (laughs) jamal murray will make the whole team better and i think Jokic with so you don't know we don't know the nuggets potential in that not Jokic's. (laughs) no that's when he becomes uh voltron and and start doing like takes over the world (laughs) start doing east base He's gonna, dude. Jokic will then uh, get his uh, second transformer arm and be able to dunk from the free throw. Jokic is doing sham gods. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. All right, hey, 
Let's move on. So, okay, so you got Milwaukee. You still got um, – you got Brooklyn then. Yeah, I changed it. Okay. I, I'm not going to bet against Katie and Kyrie. Yeah. yeah, me neither. He's an alien. Although, I'll tell you what, he, he doesn't know the length of his foot, so that might come <laughs> back to bite him. All right. Let me give you some stats here on the Suns. Because in the Western Conference, it's not muddied at all. The Suns are the clear-cut favorite and are almost guaranteed to get to the championship. And then I would put it at slightly less than guaranteed winning the championship. Let me give you some stats here. The Suns are projected for 67 and 15. Team 66 plus 17 times in history. 12 of those 17 have won the title. Now, how many of those teams were nine wins better than second place? I'll tell you. Sixers in 67 plus eight. 72 Bucks plus 14. 73 Celtics plus eight. 92 Bulls plus 10. 96 Bulls plus eight. 2,000 Lakers plus 12. Five of the six of those teams won the finals. And the Suns are in that category? And the Suns are in that category right now. And might be the least talked about dominant team. I mean, do you hear – I mean, obviously people on these podcasts are like, yeah, Suns are good, Suns are good, Suns are good, Suns are good. They should be talked about like the fucking Bulls in 92-96 and the Lakers in 2000s, and yet they aren't. And Devin Booker's getting no MVP love at all, even though he's dominating after the All-Star break. I'm going to stop it short because, obviously, we've just talked about that, and he should probably deserve maybe fourth place, fifth place ballot. But I'm just saying, he's been dominating. And so, are we overlooking the Suns? And do you agree with me that I would give it a 90% chance the Suns win the championship this year? I think I think a big reason why um, people aren't, like, getting super hyped up over them is probably just because of recency bias and because they were that good. They were as good as they are this year, last year. The, the record obviously wasn't as good, but they're basically the same team, and they didn't get it done in the finals. So I think that's probably what's holding people back. But I agree with you. They're, they're the clear-cut should be the clear-cut favorite to win the finals. Um, however, oh, they got Biamba. Yeah, they got Biamba. That's true. That increased it. <laughs> You're laughing. Hey, he's laughing at that, but that's a that you need a backup to Aiton. Yeah, JaVale McGee. Too. Yeah, JaVale, yeah. Well, yeah, and, and I think that's good, too. No, no. Um, I think, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think they'll, they definitely should be the favorite to win the west if they make it to the finals though i could see the bucks beating them again all right can you do me a quick favor someone can you look up their odds to win the championship right now it's pretty good i think or not pretty good i mean it's i'll look it up because if what i'm saying and then you do history right and that puts them at a 90 percent chance to win the championship if you can get any odds on that right now, my God, 
Plus 300. Okay. There you go. Or is broken yeah, to, to win. win the whole thing? Yeah. To win the West is um, plus 115. Pretty much plus even. 300. It's pretty good, dude. I think I might have to put a hundo on that. Or is what I call I would, yeah, I think that's one unit. Um, it's just, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't like betting on those future things because so many things could happen. Someone could get injured. Injuries, yeah. Um, but I agree with you. I think if you were to put a bet on any team to win the finals, that would probably be the one to go to. Um, I like the Grizzlies a lot. I think they're right. That was my next note. All right, they're they not on the shit. Suns level, but they're they, they're a good squad. Um, if they beat the shit, they're dark horse. Yeah, I mean, dark horse just because of how good the Suns are and because the Warriors are the Warriors, but the Warriors are looking bad lately, even when they have everybody. But I mean, but Steph, I feel like well, the, the, let's stay on Memphis here real quick. They just beat the fuck out of Milwaukee, right? They just beat somebody else by a lot. Who am I missing here? They beat the Nets recently. Yeah. This is all without Jaw. This is, this is uh, without Jaw. Yeah. Which shows you that they're they're the they have the attitude, right? They have the talent. Are they kind of like Atlanta though last year where they're ceiling as much as I would love and I've been hearing mixed reports out about Jaw because Jaw puts him over the edge. You've heard me compare him to Michael Jordan before. But is this the year that could? Do you think they could actually? And and what's your percentage that Memphis could actually actually get to the championship? Get to the finals or win it? No, just get there. I put it. Like, I don't. I don't think they would beat Milwaukee just because experience. Level. I put it at like fifteen, maybe. Wow, yeah. that's high. I'd put it like ten because that means they'd have to beat Golden State and then have to beat the Suns, and that, that's asking a lot. Yeah. Okay. Let's get to Golden State because that's what we were on. What's their issue? Because this was a team that Charlie. Predicted for the championship as his click it to pick it for the year. <laughs> In fact, he guaranteed it. He said, put your mortgage down on the fucking Warriors. But now they look lost. Yeah, they're definitely in a slump. I mean, obviously with no Steph, that's an issue. Um it's not clicking at the right times. For them. Yeah, and, but and you got to get lucky with the injury bug. If they're all healthy come playoff time, they could beat anybody. Okay. This this goes back to my Phoenix thing. It's like Phoenix right now is playing so great. Everyone's healthy. I'm not afraid of anyone in the West other than Memphis if John Morant comes back. What about if Steph comes back and is? I'm not even afraid of the Warriors anymore. Well, I mean, they're still my pick. To that's recency play. bias. Of course it is, <laughs> but that's what you need when you're going into the playoffs. You need to be the. That's why I was so 
disappointed that Time Lord got injured in the in the East because it's like, wow, they were on fire, right? They were the fire team that was gonna that was gonna blow everyone's mind in the playoffs. Now, and and I think Phoenix is that right now, and uh, and I think the Warriors are you know if everyone comes back healthy, it takes it, you know I know. The difference between the Warriors, and I don't want to compare the Warriors and the Bulls right now, but I'm going to, is that everyone keeps saying, oh, the Bulls, if they get healthy, what a good team they could have. But you need time to gel. The difference with Golden State is they they know each other, right? So Steph comes back. He knows Clay, He knows Draymond. You know, he doesn't know the younger guys as much, but they've gotten time to play together in the last year and a half. I just still think... There's some gel and there's some and the devil's in the details. And even uh, like if you're trying to beat Phoenix, who we've just outlined pretty much as a 90% chance to get there. If you're trying to beat Phoenix, you cannot have any mistakes. And I think with everyone being kind of in and out of their lineup, it breeds mistakes. And that's why I would say that. I'm not afraid of uh, of Golden State. It's a it's a solid argument. Um, obviously, we have to see how the how their roster pans out. If Steph's ready, um, Steph's ready. If Steph's ready by the first round of the playoffs, I mean, then they wouldn't be playing the Suns until theoretically. I mean, the finals right the, mm-hmm. con- the conference finals yeah. and if, if, if they're healthy in the first round that's plenty of time to get get that rhythm going get that gel that connection um i wouldn't count them out i i, I you you've seen what they've done in the past i don't think you can count them out ever but um i still think the suns are a better team i still like the suns odds better but uh they i mean Steph Curry and himself is capable of winning you a game. So it's we'll see. Um I think they I I think a big thing is the Warriors outside of Steph, Clay, and Draymond. Um and I guess you could put like Looney in there. Um there's a lot of young players, uh, a lot of, a lot of inexperience. Kaminga! Like, <laughs> I think the Suns have an advantage because they were all just there last year. Um and they pretty much brought everyone back. So, right. Uh, why do you hate Chris Paul? For similar reasons to why you hate um, LeBron, but it's more <laughs> on on court stuff. He, uh, I just think he's a crybaby on the court. He's a big flopper, and uh, um, there's uh, there's been some other things I, I don't remember, but. Did he also DM eighteen year olds like a corny dad or I... <laughs> corny dad? DM. Uh, yeah, I just—it's uh, more like on court stuff. I just don't like his style of. of I mean, that one, that whole time, or that one game when he uh, was in OKC, and remember he like—that was the best Chris Paul season I thought was because he literally brought a shitty yeah, that team was cool, to the playoffs. But I'm talking about when he the game when he like called the Timberwolves player. He, like, snitched to the ref and said his jersey's untucked. And, like, yeah. 
Like yeah. literally they won the game because of that. Like that's just that's just petty. He's looking like, for edges, dude. He's looking He for is, edges. which you can give him credit for that, but it, he uh he's like LeBron when he can do no wrong and whenever he gets fouled, it's like I don't know, he just makes a big deal out of it. Right. But he uh pretty- he's got a big ego, which I mean like rightfully so. I mean he's one of the best players of all time, but it's like I don't know. He hasn't won anything. So that's I kind of want him to win this year just to win something. Uh, speaking of LeBron, Monty, Lakers, uh, same odds as the Spurs to make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Lakers aren't making the playoffs, dude. They're not. You guarantee that? Because you could short sell them. You could short sell them. You could bet against them. <laughs> I would do. Let me see this, the record, dude. They give up 80 something points in the first half today. Is LeBron playing or no? No, no. Not like oh, they're playing, playing right now? Uh, yeah, it's over, going. I think. I mean, yeah. it was over by the end of the first. They were down like 47 to like 20-something. Wait, who'd they lose to? <laughs> the Mavs. The Mavs, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, no, I don't think the Lakers are making the playoffs. Yeah, I, if you look at their schedule, yeah, they, they've got they some only good have yeah, they got a lot of good teams to play. No, they're not making the play-in. That's but- so funny to me although i would love to watch them get tortured like a fucking ant in a magnifying glass <laughs> but but if if they don't that's even funnier to me and lebron gets a year older so great uh, what what are your thoughts on it? what what do you do we're never going to get to the, the NCAA but what do you do if you're a Lakers fan, which you love the Lakers because you love LeBron James. Yeah, I don't like the Lakers. You love the Lakers. What do you do with Anthony Davis? You try and I mean, he's 28 years old, has never, other than the bubble season when you never had to travel, has never been healthy for you. Well, I'm, I'm looking at it from a LeBron point of view, not a Lakers point of view. If I'm LeBron, I try to get out of L.A. Because, right. and where do you go? And is it my? You go to Cleveland. You go to Cleveland. You don't go to Cleveland. <laughs> Dan Gilbert doesn't weigh anymore. For the Lakers, do you go to I Miami. Mean, I mean, they they're trying to fight each other. I wouldn't want to enter that type <laughs> of environment. Um, I mean, if you're the Lakers, you ads you try to trade them, but going back to LeBron, that doesn't unless you're going to get someone who can help right away who's in their prime, that doesn't really help LeBron. That's why I think LeBron should – or maybe he wants to stick it out. If he wants to win, he should try to get out of L.A. But I think, yeah, AD really messed up everything by – Yeah, he's hurt. a loser in a cupcake. Do you think they make the playoffs this year? I just saw they're tied for the last spot, and yeah. I haven't looked at their schedule, but – it's hard. I, I think they'll find a way. I think how many games are there? Like 10, 10 more games left or something? Like no. not even. I think they'll find a way to bake the 10 seed and they'll win their first game. I hope game. I hope they do. <laughs> they'll win their first game and then I think they'll lose in the next knockout game. They play at Utah. Here we go. Versus New Orleans. Yeah, and New Orleans ain't no walk in the park <laughs> anymore. Versus Denver. At Phoenix, at Golden State versus OKC at Denver. Oh, 
<laughs> They're not making the playoffs, dude. dude like... They got to play the robot twice? <laughs> dude, this... Yeah, I mean, that's one win, like the Thunder, guaranteed. And other than that, I don't know. That's not they... even guaranteed. The Thunder <laughs> beat them twice. Really not guaranteed. That's yeah. true. I think they'll find a way. I mean, I, I want to be surprised. Big Lakers fan. But the Big. league, the league what, likes what money. The Pelicans schedule. Well, no, what's the San Antonio Spurs schedule? That's who's that's who they're fighting with. Actually, Portland is right there too, which is insane. No, that's that's, that's right not going to happen. That's not going to happen. I mean, anything's possible, dude. This no, no, no. Who? What's San Antonio schedule? Oh no, wait, no, it is San Antonio, not Portland. Yeah, uh, I was like Portland. San Antonio. Or Portland is right after San Antonio. <laughs> Portland lost their best player, <laughs> Anthony Simons. Um, <laughs> the Spurs play Memphis. That's a loss. Portland twice, Denver, okay. Minnesota, Golden State, Dallas. So it'll be close. It will be close. You, the all right, have losing records. It's just who's they gonna might get find them. a way. Yeah, it's who's gonna get like two or three wins. And LeBron will post on his Instagram. <laughs> I scored so. Oh, many and points. Anthony Davis is supposedly coming back actually at the end of this week. Oh, is he? Hey, the the Lakers will no, find he, a way to. They'll have well, they'll have him for half a week. He'll get injured <laughs> again, and then half well, the game, course, and then he'll get hurt. According according to Shaq, if the Lakers make it, they're gonna beat Phoenix in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. And you know how you know how analytical Shaq is. They're not going on the road twice, and <laughs> they're not making a regular play. They may make the play-in, but they're not making the playoffs playoffs. All right, Charles, we're at the hour mark. I know this is when you get sleepy. Do you want to keep going and talk about the NCAA? Or do Why don't you we just end? talk about it next week? We can we can just do an all after. I mean, we'll have the whole thing to talk about. Well, how about this? I kind of want to talk. I don't want to do a quick Gonzaga take because you're here and it'll be completely stale in one more week. <laughs> well, no. What did your What was your suggestion? That we just do our picks for this weekend and then we just discuss in summary. I mean, there's a lot to talk about for the whole tournament. I mean, we could. We could... You're right. You're right. Yeah, this... How about this? Can we do a quick Gonzaga take and then our click it to pickets on Final Four? Okay, we got ten minutes. Yeah, ten minutes. Why? What's what's what do you got in ten minutes? Bed. I gotta eat some sleep for dinner, bro. <laughs> it's fucking nine oh two, dude. You're acting like you're not gonna watch the late NBA game. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Real quick, what happened with Gonzaga and and how bad are are the refs? <laughs> no, seriously, because we were watching that game at Sweetwater. And uh, even I, who am not, I am not a Gonzaga fan. You and did by put the way, money they, on them, though. So I did put nice. money on them. But the only, the only two times I've watched Gonzaga, they've lost. By the way, um, my your boy and my boy now, Chet, talk about how much of an influence all of the Tiki Tac fouls were. And do you think if those ticky-tack fouls weren't called, Gonzaga might have won? Or do you just think Gonzaga was not hitting their shots? Um, It's definitely a combo of the two. I mean, we had a terrible shooting game, and we turned the ball over a lot. But I think a big part of it was the refs were calling a lot of fouls on both sides. Um, yes, a lot of Chet's fouls. I would say at least two 
maybe three out of Chet's fouls in that game, out of his five that fouled him out of the game, were kind of BS calls, weak calls. Um, but I think a big thing about Gonzaga is that we beat teams by pushing the pace and basically out sprinting them for the entire game. And there were so many fouls called on things that typically would be a no call that it just slowed the game down a ton and we couldn't get out running. Um, And then that, and then combination of just missing shots and we we just had a terrible game and it was just a combination of multiple factors that, I mean, it wasn't even, it didn't even seem close. It seemed like we didn't even have a chance for the entire second half. Um, I would say it's, it's 50, 50, um, are just a poor game and the officiating I think was poor too, which I think the officiating in general in college basketball, which I know you're getting to is pretty terrible. I mean, you call a charge on everything. It's like, just, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll tell you one thing. I learned an important lesson in gambling while I was uh, watching that game. My unbeatable streak in the NBA off general feel of the game. And if someone is losing that was favored at halftime, right? In the NBA, it's guaranteed. Guaranteed that you will win that bet live betting, right? You will you'll say the fucking nets are down by three to the Atlanta Hawks or the Orlando Magic, whoever the fuck they're down to. It doesn't even need to be down three. They're down 15 to the Magic. The Brooklyn Nets will come back and they will cover the spread, right? So I was at the bar with Charlie and um, Gonzaga, who was a 10-point favorite before the game, then went down to a four-and-a-half-point favorite at halftime. And I was like... The amount of money you would have had to spend to get that point total down before the game, the value is insane right now. I'm betting on Gonzaga. The thing I didn't realize is, oh, wait, they're college players, (laughs) and they don't make shots. (laughs) The second half is no different than the first half sometimes. And uh, when they're wide open, they don't just automatically make shots. So I think an important lesson for me was learned of don't bet on college basketball. Now, with that in mind, let's do our click it to pick it son gambling (laughs) for the final four. Um, Can someone look up the current uh, as of March 29th lines? for the uh, final four games. And we'll start off with UNC Duke, which by the way, is the most epic matchup of all time in the final four. And I'll tell you why Griffin. they've never matched up before. They're the biggest rivals. Anish coach K's final run. This is going to be a fucking epic game. I can't wait. And by the way, biggest loser. I, I-, I want to get to this because this is an important point I had. Biggest loser of Elite Eight, St. Peter's. (laughs) And let me tell you why. I may be the only person in the world to think this. I never root for the underdog. I never root for the Cinderella. 
And you know why I never root for the tiny people on the tiny school team? Is because eventually it ends up just like this. I had to fucking watch their this team, this terrible team, get beat down by the North Carolina Tar Heels when I was supposed to be enjoying my weekend of just watching basketball. I had to watch this shitty team get fucked up on the weekend. Okay? I don't I don't care that they they beat the teams beforehand. A team of their ranking has never, ever, ever, ever won a championship. So, therefore, it's not entertaining to me. I don't get excited that Loyola is in it or St. Peter's is in it because I know the outcome. I would have much rather seen UNC played a team that didn't choke or get nervous or whatever for St. Peter's because... In that scenario, at least they're matched up. All right, moving on. Do you have anything to say to that? No, I mean, that's fair. I agree with you. Like, let them get their first-round win, but losing the next round so then the better teams are still there and make the games more competitive for the Elite Eight and Sweet 16. I agree. Charlie looked like he disagreed. Well, but I just might have been because you didn't around. watch any St. Peter's games until <laughs> that game. You came into work and were like, God, that team sucks. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter, right? Because in the end, they always lose. Well, so you said that really that, that seed has never won it. That seed had also never made it to the Elite Eight. So it's like you could have – I mean, people were saying that exact same thing every round. Oh, they're not – they don't match up with this team. So that's no, what's but entertaining e- But even it. George Mason, when they made the Final Four, they lose. This team never wins. The Cinderella never wins the whole thing. So therefore, me knowing the outcome isn't more enjoyable for me. It's just, oh, when do I get to see this team get bitch slapped? Yeah, but I would say that equates to the, oh, this team is surprising. This team is winning games that we didn't think they would win. I mean, they won three games in the tournament, and that's what makes March Madness so exciting. Before every March Madness, everyone's like, who's your Cinderella team? That's the common Would you question. have rather seen Ivy go up against UNC? Yes, but I think that the run that they had overall in the tournament was more exciting than one Elite Eight game. I disagree. I would have rather seen Purdue play them. Well, you didn't watch any of the games before, so I mean, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> and I also I hate the undue hype. I also hate the undue hype for some random dude on on each of those teams. I don't give a fuck about whatever that mustache mustachioed idiot was. <laughs> Doug, go fade out into the blackness. That's what I have to tell you. All right, moving forward. Okay, Villanova plus four and a half. North Carolina plus four. Oh man. I'm taking I'm taking the underdogs in both of those. I'll tell you what. To cover. All right, so some background here. Duke blew out North Carolina earlier in the year, and then North Carolina beat uh Duke in Coach K's final home game, which is fucking like baller as hell. Um, I, 
I I hate to go against Duke. But also part of me is realizing don't get caught up in that nonsense. So I'm going to go UNC will win. And I think it will be more than four. You think North Carolina is going to beat Duke? You said it was my, uh, minus four? For my Duke minus four. Oh, North Carolina's yeah. favorite. I think I think I I thought you said that. My bad. Um, yeah, I think, think UNC wins that game. <laughs> I think I think UNC wins and wins comfortably. Wow. I don't get caught up in that nonsense. I don't think the players care at all. And I don't uh, know who wins, but I think it's going to be a close game. And I think. I think North Carolina will cover four. I don't know if they'll win, but I think they'll cover four. I mean, these teams know each other really well. Um, it's a final four game. It's all scripted anyways. Duke's going to win it all. so it's, <laughs> it's all part of the plan. No, I think I think when it's part of the plan like that, um, that team never wins. <laughs> well, I mean, part of the script too. I mean, they, the refs, they said, all right, let's give, let's give Duke an easy Elite Eight game. So you don't have to worry about it. They said, let's take Gonzaga out, make sure Chet's not playing, <laughs> Arkansas will win, and then we don't even have to do anything to that game because Duke will blow out Arkansas. <laughs> the whole fixing was in the Gonzaga game. Uh, dude, I was just watching a documentary about how they fixed the Las Vegas games back in the day. Well, I, you know, I fixed the game between Kentucky and Miami of Ohio, so <laughs> nobody really knows what's going on. Um, all right, Monty, who you got in that game? I'm going to go with Duke because I think last time they played, Duke got embarrassed at Coach K's final home game. So I think you can't get it. Not like if you lose, it's you get embarrassed again, but I think they're going to come out different. And I Duke seems that they're actually really, really talented. Like Bancaro, Griffin. You like Paolo? Eels. No, I actually, I actually think Griffin is going to be better than Bancaro. I like Griffin a lot. His shot, his shot is wet. It's nasty. I like him. And Wendell Moore. Where would you like to game. see Paolo to go? So, what happened? <laughs> no, I'm getting into this again. <laughs> Where would you like to see? Oh yeah, Paolo by the to way, the NBA. off topic, but I've exposed Adam. I was watching. I was listening to Bill Simmons the other day, his podcast, and I was like, "These are the exact same takes Adam made on our last <laughs> podcast." <laughs> Literally, literally, there was a whole podcast of Bill Simmons picking hey. his ideal fits for every single like NBA prospect, like top prospects, and they were the exact same well, ones. The thing is, to... the thing is, the draft is what the draft is, right, Money? So I mean, there is no like really wiggle room. I can't like yeah, have my yeah. own takes. I can't be like, hey, you know, you know, it'd be cool if the Lakers got <laughs> fucking. Like, Jabari I was believing Smith. it. I was believing it for the top prospects, but then he's like, Adam's like, I really think great fit for Benedict Matherin, Boston or Orlando. And then I'm listening to Bill Simmons, and Bill Simmons <laughs> is the exact same thing. And I'm like, no way. Well, I'll tell you what. He says I think... he does his research before. Yeah, the, I do my research, podcast, and that's just watching Bill Simmons. Well, I do my research, and the mecca is Bill Simmons' podcast. <laughs> I have my own spin on it, okay? By the way, anyone on Orlando 
I agree with because Orlando is a championship team. And it was funny right. because he was also saying, he was like, I really like this core that Orlando has. And I was like, no way. I knew he pulled that out. Didn't pull that out of his ass. He was like, I like this core that Orlando has. I think they're a fun team. But I'm like, the fact that he finally wound up on my take doesn't mean that <laughs> I'm taking for Orlando. Okay, no, because I'll tell you one thing, dude. I was in Orlando before even Bill Simmons was in Orlando, okay? So the fact that he's finally came, come to my take means that he's watching the SPP. All right, Villanova versus Kansas. I'm going to go. Yeah, like Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the point total is. No, I'm going to take Nova. Plus oh, what's the, what it, it's plus more and a half. Okay. Yeah. Good. I think if you give Jay Wright a whole week to prepare for a team. I agree. He'll he'll get that completely like figured out. It's just the two days for the next round. Uh, last time we played Kansas in the final four, we dropped, I think, like 18 threes on their head in 2018 and just went crazy. I, that's not going to happen again. It, I think it was like the most threes in a college game or something like that. Um. But I, we find a way to win. I thought we were going to lose to Houston, but we found a way to slow them down, box out. They just wanted right. to run up and down and grab boards. And I think even though Kansas is really talented, I think we'll find a way to win in a scrappy game again. And, yeah, I'll take Nova plus four and a half. I'll take Nova plus four and a half, too. <laughs> I like Kansas. No, I like Kansas to win, but I like uh, nobody to cover. No, I agree with you. I think I think Jay Wright is the better coach. He's better coach than himself. And I think I think that I mean Well Bill Self looks like he just got out of Margaritaville, dude. <laughs> I think Nova matches up well. Um they got a lot of big like physical forwards, like six mm-hmm. six, six seven range. Um I think uh, what's his name? Dixon will match up well against McCormick. I think. I don't. I don't know. I don't know who's gonna, they're going to put on Abaji, but I mean, that's He's not my. Good. That's not my job. That's that's Jay Wright's, and I I trust Jay Wright. I've always thought he's a good coach. Um, and I think and I think Villanova is going to play inspired because of more. I think they're going to play for him, and I think. I mean, Colin's going to be chucking. And if he's on, then they're in trouble. The Kansas is in trouble. I, I, I think Villanova has a chance. So, and Monty, you'll be in 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 the the New Orleans for this game, correct? Yes, sir. I'll be there for the weekend. Wow. For I'll tell you game. what. The gumbo. Don't drink too much <laughs> because I'll tell. No, 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 no. If you if you wind up in the wrong spot of New Orleans, it's very dangerous. We're gonna be a low Wayne's seventeenth ward. No. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> a millionaire. I'm a young money millionaire. Um no, dude, when I went there, and I'm just to give you a little tip. Um, I drank too much. My phone died every night. Charge your phone. Um and literally, I, I could have died many of the nights because I once walked through in what I would consider the ghetto when I was there at 3 a.m. <laughs> no, I think it was like 
top five murders in the country yeah. last year or something like that. Yeah. And I and and all I had was my memory of what the place looked like after oh. five hand grenades. So Shit. keep your wits about you. Have the directions down. Do not have your phone uncharged. And actually, they have some pretty good strip clubs there. So check that <laughs> out. Check that out on the strip. Will do. Um, also, if uh, Coach K gets to the finals, I would say make the fi- the fine financial decision and sell those tickets and pay for the rest of your trip. Go watch. Go watch Villanova. If they win and they get to the final, if they get to the championship. I would still make the financial decision. To be Hell honest. no. Not, yeah, I, I would. No, 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 no. Make the financial decision. Go to a bar. Have a great time knowing that your trip was paid for. Seriously. I mean, you're, you're going to feel better about it. Seriously. Yeah, especially if they lose. <laughs> well, that's true. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't expect us to win. I'm just pulling up for the weekend. I've never been to New Orleans. I've always wanted to go. And why not make a trip? That's true. Here? Well, uh, by the way, thanks for the invite. Moving <laughs> on. <laughs> All right, let's end this with. By the way, I was listening. Speaking of Bill Simmons, bro, we about an hour and a half. <laughs> no, I wasn't listening to Bill Simmons, but I want to end this on something that I heard that is good life advice, and it's about always finding an edge, and it always comes back to Baltimore for me because Ray Lewis. And this is a good life lesson. He actually tracked the Baltimore crime rate for years of when the Ravens would win and lose. And if the Ravens would lose, the crime rate went up. So for Ray Lewis, that's how important winning was. He literally found the edge of saying, you know what? If we lose this game, people die. He was contributing to that tally, though. <laughs> that was after that happened, Charlie. Okay? People can change. <laughs> but I'm just saying, life advice, always find that extra edge. All right. Thanks for joining me, guys. Uh, let's go out to Friday night. Um, and uh, I'm excited for some Final Four. Basketball. Friday night, I'm thinking that we just might fly away to someplace they don't know who we are. Now I'm riding shotgun in your car. We drive through the city like explorers going 65. Flowing hair flying across your face. We left on Friday, now it's Saturday. Press jeans buttoned up, jeans iron slipping up, red shoes walking slow, headphones blaring three stacks, sunglasses flaring out, thick watch hanging low, studded belt pulled taut, three stacks on the radio. Friday night, I'm thinking that we just might run away to some place we we can be who we are we can be 